Has anybody taken the time to figure out what happens if Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all go one and one against each other at the end of the season and they're all tied? That's what you have me for. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I am Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. And, you know, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code College for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, we are going to talk about tiebreakers because as it turns out, there's a pretty complicated formula and there's a possibility that this could happen. Also, the latest news from around the Big Ten and our Big Ten classics as we get ready for the upcoming weekend. Be sure to subscribe, that black button on the bottom, and follow and lock uh, and uh, follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available Every day. We are here every single day. All right. Let's face it. We're down to the big three or the best three in the Big Ten right now. And as expected, they're all from the East, right? Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. And it's still my opinion that Michigan is and will be the last team standing when all the dust clears. But I'm not sure who the second best team is. Are you? We're going to figure that out. And lucky for us, Penn State and Ohio State play this weekend. It is a humongous game. We are ready for it. But it got me to thinking about some various scenarios um, that we'll get to in a minute. Because the great thing is, regarding the schedule, the big three, they all play each other. And in the Big Ten's wisdom, that kind of pushed all those meetings to the back half of the season, all the important games, they're backloaded, which makes for an exciting, fantastic finish. We're all excited about that. Plus, we all know that we've uh, we've saved the best for last. Ohio State and Michigan on the last day of the season Thanksgiving weekend. It's all going to work out great. But can Penn State crash the party with Michigan and Ohio State? They're good enough. And they're deep enough to win on any given Saturday. And we're going to get part of our answer Saturday afternoon to see if they are as good as Michigan and or Ohio State, at least with Ohio State, as we get into this weekend. Or will we find out? Because if all three of these teams go one and one against each other, then what? Mind blown, right? It's uh, it's it's quite a scenario. So let, let me let me give you an example. All right, hang on, bear with me. Let's say hypothetically, Ohio State beats Penn State but loses to Michigan. So Michigan beats Ohio State but loses to Penn State. That means Penn State loses to Ohio State Saturday, but then beats Michigan. Then what? Or how about this hypothetical? Michigan beats Penn State but loses to Ohio State. Ohio State loses to Penn State Saturday but beats Michigan in November. Penn State beats Ohio State Saturday but then loses to Michigan. Once again, what happens? Well, 
Let's throw down some rules. Let's figure this out together. It's a little wonky. There's a simple eight-step procedure to figure all this out. So under my scenario here, um, they're all tied. They all have the same record, right? Here are the Big Ten rules. Big Ten rules say if two teams in the same division are tied at the top of the division at the end of the regular season, obviously the head-to-head winner will move on. All right, you got the same record. Who beat each other when you play each other? Move on. Simple. That's how it's supposed to be, right? All right. What if three teams are tied in the same division? Now it gets a little more complicated. But for example, if Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State all finish 11-1, and 8-1 in the Big Ten, and 1-1 and against the other two, then what? Now we've got chaos, absolute chaos. So that opens up the simple eight-step tiebreaker. And at the end of each step, the idea is to eliminate one of the three. If we can get it down through elimination of tiebreakers to just two, then we fall back to the original rule. How do they do against each other in head-to-head? Like who won that game? Like if we can, um, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are all tied. We get to the first tiebreaker. Penn State's out. Now we're down to just Michigan and Ohio State. All right, well, who won that game against each other? That's that's the winner, okay? So that's how we figure it out. But let's figure out what these steps are, as a matter of fact, all right? So step one, the records of the three teams involved would be compared based on winning percentages and games between the other tied teams. We just did that. That doesn't apply here because the scenario I just gave you, all three teams are at 500 against each other at one and one. So we go to step two. We look at the winning percentage within the division. That will be compared. Again, under the scenario I just gave you, it's all the same. So we've got to go to step three. Here's where we get in the weeds a little bit. So hang with me, all right? We're going to figure this out. The records of the three teams are compared to the next highest placed team in the division. For example, Maryland in fourth place. How do they all do against that team? If not, we go back to the fifth place team and the sixth place. And if, say, the fifth and sixth place team have the same record, we combine their records and uh, and we compare the three teams to those combined teams. Okay, it's really, really in the weeds right there. But we use our top tier teams record against the other tie teams as a group rather than records against individual teams. That's the wonkiest part of this whole thing. If we are still tied through all of that, we go to step four. Three teams' records will compare winning percentages against common conference opponents. Common opponents. All right. Anybody, and obviously everybody's record or uh, schedule is slightly different. We'll pull out the common opponents. We'll compare records there. If we're still tied after that, we go to step five. The best cumulative winning percentage of non-divisional uh, non-divisional conference opponents. So, and by the way, we lose divisions next year, right? It's all going to be just 18 teams slapped together, but we have the divisions this year. So, for example, if Michigan's West opponents' cumulative record, all the teams they played in the West, their cumulative record is 21-6, and six, and Ohio State's West opponents' cumulative record is 20-7, and seven, and Penn State's West opponents' cumulative record is 19-8, and eight, well, Michigan wins the tiebreaker under that scenario. If we're still tied, then we go to step six. The records of the tied teams 
will be compared among the highest place non-division, that's the West Division, in their order of finish one through seven. It's the same thing we just did at step three, where we picked it up with like fourth place Maryland. This time we go to the West. We start at the top. How are our records against those teams? And um, then if, if the number of games are different, you know, they don't all play the same amount. They'll go with the best record, not winning percentage. For example, if uh, Ohio State is 2-0 and against those teams in the West and Michigan is 1-0, and even though the winning percentages are the same, we'll go with the 2-0. and Ohio State would win in that scenario. Simple, right? It's a piece of cake. It's just math. It's very simple. Then if we're still tied after that, we got two more steps left. Again, the last one is my favorite. The seventh step, the best overall winning percentage shall win the tiebreaker. Now, this will exclude exempted games, which I presume means non-FBS games or uh, games against FCS schools. For example, you throw in a midseason game against the Citadel, that doesn't count, all right? Nothing against the Citadel. I used to be their announcer for seven years. Love the school, but it's not going to count and help these Big Ten teams hash anything out. And finally, if we are still tied under that scenario, step eight, random drawing by the Big Ten office. Close their eyes, stick their hand in, and pull out straws. That's it. That's how you're going to determine the eighth and final tiebreaker and be done with it. So anyway. That's it. Simple, right? So we've got Penn State and Ohio State this weekend. On November 11th, we've got Michigan taking on Penn State. And then you all know November 25th, Ohio State taking on Michigan. So those are the big games. And it starts this weekend, which is a lot of fun. And we can't wait. It's all very exciting. All right. Your comments, please. Hit me up on YouTube with the comments. Hit me up at Talk Big Ten. That's number 10 on Twitter. And uh, you can find our website, talkbig10number10.com. And we'll get after it a little bit. All right, so I'm going to tell you about some renovations and some other news and notes going on around the Big Ten and some, some good news for some Big Ten schools. We will share that with you coming up in just one minute on Lockdown Big Ten. So prize picks, have you heard of them? This is This is really cool. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You're not playing against anybody else, some big time players or anything like that, some pros, nothing. It's just you and the numbers. What you do is you pick more than or less than a group of players and their stats, kind of group them together. And then you get you get good at it. You just watch the winnings roll in. Here's an example. You can take a couple of players. Say you take a, a running back like a, a, a Saquon Barkley, uh, Josh Jacobs, and say more than 60 yards and Patrick Mahomes more than two touchdown passes. If both of those happen, you win. However, don't if you take a Patrick Mahomes, take the under lately. Have you noticed they can't even score over 20 points? The can the mighty Kansas City Chiefs offense. Can't get over 20 points in most of the games this year. So maybe take less than just a little tip. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide you even more value. So you can impress your friends with your 
your sports knowledge. You can impress your friends with your winnings. What you need to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Let me repeat that. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Talk about Penn State a minute ago, right? Well, Beaver Stadium is about to get a major overhaul to the tune of seven hundred million dollars. I mean, it might as well be a billion, as far as I'm concerned. Now, that was actually announced a few months ago, back in May. But the university just this week, they're moving forward. They just hired an architect and a project manager this week. By the way, this is the same architect that did renovations at Kyle Field for Texas A&M and the new Buffalo Bills Stadium, which is under construction right now. And it will be completed for the 2027 season. Beaver Stadium 63 years old. I mean, it was great as it looks on TV and the, the whiteout game and all that. It's, right, it's just um, it's getting a little old, getting a little long in the tooth. Now, the first $73 million. That's just for maintenance and winterization. So the first 10% right off the top is going to go toward maintenance and winterization for next winter. This is to make sure that the university can host a potential college football playoff game in 2024. Remember, the playoff expansion is going to span to 12 teams, right? And there's going to be home games, and Penn State's good, and they're going to be in the playoffs most likely. So, And Penn State's loaded next year too. You know, I was thinking their team this year, kind of a year ahead of schedule. If you think about it, Brent, they're young at quarterback. They're young at both running backs. They're, they got a lot of youth. I mean, they're going to lose a little bit to the NFL draft this upcoming year, but this is a young team that's going to be reckoned with next year as well, no matter what they do this year. So they're thinking college football playoffs pretty soon here, and they want some home games and you've got to winterize it. The stadium was designed for autumn use only. It wasn't designed for winter with, heavy snowfall, then melting and draining and more snow and ice. So they're going to, they're going to fix that up so that you can play games in, in late December and, and early January. And, um, you know, it's never really been done before because the season's over at the end of November. So they'll take care of all that. And, Oh, speaking of renovations, I saw that Michigan, which seems like they upgrade the big house all the time. They're going to upgrade their locker rooms. They can't be outdone by Michigan State, who had their futuristic locker rooms unveiled back in August before Mel Tucker got fired. And I want to offer here from Lockdown Big Ten a belated congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes. They cracked the top 25 this week, despite no offense, Despite a slew of uh, massive injuries, year-long injuries to very important people on that team, um, I right before the polls came out, I was get, getting some uh, comments on YouTube. I told you I go through the comments. If you if you hit me up on the comments, I read them, I see them all, and I answer as many as I can. But a couple of Iowa people were like, "Hey, man, we're we're six and one. What's it take to crack the top twenty-five? And the thinking was, well, I mean that. That loss to Penn State, we just it was it thirty-one to nothing on national TV. It's, it's keeping them, but six and one is six and one. And lo and behold, they finally cracked the top twenty-five. So congratulations, the Iowa Hawkeyes are ranked twenty-fourth in the country. And a shout out to you guys that left me those comments, by the way. Uh, 
Of course, we like to point out that the uh, Big Ten is the only conference in the country with three teams in the top 10. It's the best conference. It's absolutely the best conference in college football in, in, in America. We also often point out on this podcast that Michigan has the best scoring defense in the country. It seems the, the number keeps getting lower and lower. Right now, they're giving up an anemic 6.7 points per game. It seems like it goes down just a little bit each and every week. Penn State, second in the country. These aren't conference. In the country, Michigan won, Penn State two at eight points per game. And guess who's three in the country? Ohio State. 9.7 points per game. All these guys in single digits. It's remarkable. However, add to that now. Four additional Big Ten teams rank in the top 25 in terms of scoring defense. Rutgers is right there at number 12 in the country. 16 points per game. Wisconsin, 21 points. Uh, I'm sorry, 21st at uh, 18 points per game. And Maryland is 24th in the country at just over 18 points per game defensively. So there you have it. You got uh, you got all those teams. You got six teams in the top 24 in the country in scoring defense from the Big Ten. That should be applauded. Good job. We should also note that over this past week, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State have all secured bowl eligibility already. Got their six wins. Maryland and Rutgers, they need one win each in order to become bowl eligible as well. Now, Rutgers could do it this weekend. They're taking on an Indiana team that is trying to find themselves. And Maryland, you're going to have to wait another week because they're going to get a much-needed bye. Maryland started out 5-0, and then they lost two in a row, and now they got a bye week. So that comes at a very, very good time. So anyway, wanted to give those accolades out to everybody around the Big Ten. Also... I want to invite you, if you haven't done it yet, on this Locked On Big Ten channel on YouTube and all the Locked On College channels from the Locked On family, we all air this. It's the same program. We air it uh, live Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time till noon. It's called the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live Show. I contribute to it. I'm on there for a couple minutes touting the Big Ten. Everybody else is previewing what's coming up this weekend on there. So it's a good show. It's on Fridays. And again, if you miss it live, it's it's left there taped. You can pick it up anytime. But it's kind of cool to watch it live if you can at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And also, I want to take this moment to thank all of you for checking us out on Lockdown Big Ten. If you haven't already, uh, if you're an everydayer, click that subscribe button, please. That'll help us out. I always ask you to do that. Uh, that is growing by leaps and bounds. And then also share us. Tell a friend about us. Uh, share us to, to one of your Big Ten alum friends or family. Uh, follow and like Lockdown Big Ten wherever you get your podcast, and uh, we will always, always appreciate it. Coming up in a minute, we are going to take a look at the Big Ten Classics coming up over this weekend on the Big Ten Network. We always like to do that, and uh, that's all right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Jace Medical. They're doing something pretty cool here. In light of everything that's going on in the world, whether it be craziness in the Middle East, uh, wild weather, wildfires. You know, I've told you, I'm in South Florida. About a year ago, we got crushed by Cat 5 Hurricane, Hurricane Ian. And that was after a pandemic. We learned that supply chains of anything you need, you can't take them for granted anymore. That includes medications. And that's where uh, Jace Medical comes in with the Jace case. 
And in fact, I'll show you. This is what it looks like. It comes in this nice case right to your door. It's got antibiotics right inside there. Everything you need, all kinds of different kinds. Uh, it's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Jace Medical now offers customizability on your Jace case. With dozens of add-on medications, you can choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Everybody's different, especially when it comes to medicine. And they're always adding and expanding things. In fact, uh, ivermectin is now available in a Jace case. Uh, and guess what? Gift cards are available too. Makes a great little stocking stuffer for some loved ones. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. And uh, this is doctor-created. Is doctor recommended. And all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of the board certified physicians and you get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions. So don't be caught unprepared and empower yourself to handle the unexpected in life. What you need to do is go to jacemedical.com. And you can enter the code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. Um, that's promo code locked on again at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. So, what I like to do here is take a look at what's coming up on the Big Ten Network. Now, we, we usually uh, we call this Big Ten Classics. And, you know, they always have classic games from yesteryear. I always enjoy watching those. You know, sometimes they're not even in high depth. They're so old going back. But it reminds me of my childhood watching these classic games because I always remember what I was doing when I was watching them. Now, their schedule's a little different on the Big Ten Network this weekend. Uh, actually, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no classics. But I will give you the broadcast schedule and let you know what's going on. I'm going to put it on screen here. Put it on full screen so you can see it. And they are going to start out on the Big Ten Network Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time with a little college hockey. We don't talk about that very often here, but it's a big game in football. It must be a big game in, in hockey. Ohio State at Michigan. Catch that. Uh, 6 p.m. on Friday Eastern time. And that gives away to uh, 8.30 men's college soccer, Indiana on the road at Maryland. Now, let's get back to some football Saturday. October 21st at 10 a.m. Eastern time. It is their weekly Big Ten tailgate show. And they're going to come to you from Lincoln, Nebraska. And be out there all morning long, setting the table for the huge day. And oh, speaking of the day, well, we here at Locked On Big Ten, uh, we go live on Saturdays. Did you know that? I've been doing that uh, all, all season long. Different times, sometimes on uh, in the afternoon, sometimes late in the day. We're going to do it at halftime of the Michigan-Michigan State game. So remember that when you're watching. That's the 7.30 NBC game. At halftime, as soon as it's halftime, boom, we're going to be on live. Anyway, back to this schedule. So the tailgate, 10 a.m., Saturday, October 21st. Then at noon, they go to their live broadcast of Rutgers at Indiana. Again, if Rutgers wins, they are bowl eligible. Indiana still trying to figure out who their starting quarterback is going to be, and they got a new offensive coordinator. Then at 3.30, back to Lincoln, Nebraska, where they were doing the tailgate show, going to broadcast the Northwestern Nebraska game, a couple three-and-three three teams there. 
And then at 8 o'clock Saturday night, women's college volleyball. I mentioned this because you remember how popular women's volleyball is at Nebraska. I remember at the beginning of the season, they had an outdoor volleyball match at the football stadium where over 100,000 people went to it. It was amazing. Well, they host Wisconsin. It's going to be indoors <laughs> this time, but they're going to take out Wisconsin. Then on Sunday, they got their Big Ten football in 60 where they hash up all that they edit from snap to snap. You can watch an entire game in one hour. They'll start you off at noon with the Penn State-Ohio State game, which we spent a lot of time talking about all week long. Then at 3 o'clock Eastern, Big Ten football in 60, we've got Michigan at Michigan State. And again, that's the game we're going to be uh, live at at halftime on Saturday. But back to Sunday, Big Ten football in 60, Minnesota at Iowa. They'll have the highlights there at 5 o'clock Eastern time for that one. So that is a look at what's going on with the Big Ten and the Big Ten Classics, just the live broadcast all the way through. So uh, make your plans for your weekend. Make your plans to interact with me on Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10, the website, of course, uh, TalkBig10.com, and uh, also here on YouTube with your comments. One more reminder, we are live Saturday at halftime of the Michigan-Michigan State game on this YouTube channel. So come check us out. In the meantime, subscribe down below. The little black button, subscribe. It's free. It's simple. And you're in the club. That's simple. Follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, no matter how you check us out. And then you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Now, I invite you to check out our friends at the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, have yourself a great day. We will talk again tomorrow. Can't wait to see you. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.